Granted, Discussions of Truth is in Hamilton Trottier. We, um, we will be joined shortly, waiting uh, for Willie Montague. He's running for a Senate seat in Florida. He'll be joining us this, uh, this afternoon. And um, I just finished with uh, George Webb, investigative journalist George Webb. Not only George Webb, but we had special guests from Peru. Michael Swinwood and Michael Swinwood and a team of Canadian lawyers uh, is suing the um, World Health Organization. Okay, it's a big organization. That's a large suit. Why would he be taking on such a massive organization? Because it's tied right into the Bank of International Settlements and it ties right into central banking mechanism globally, such as the U.S. Federal Reserve. Now, the United States Federal Reserve takes away the power to coin money per Article One, Section 8, I believe it is, of the U.S. Constitution, takes that power away from Congress. Therefore, the Federal Reserve is not unconstitutional. That is the argument that many folks have been making uh, for decades, and that includes Ron Paul. So it's coming to heads now. It's coming to a blow, uh, if you will, now, because um, just looking uh, here, we're waiting for Willie, and something's going on with my screen, whereas the visibility is low. So I just uh, want to make sure that that I see him when he when he comes in. But uh, and this is a Zoom, and I've got this recording, of course, on Anchor.fm. All of my shows are available on Anchor.fm. Maybe some of the early ones are not, but most of them are not. I used SoundCloud for a while, and then SoundCloud started taking taking some of my shows off. Um, So I went to Anchor.fm because it was a more free platform. That includes StopCommunism.net that was deplatformed by the host Yola.com out of San Francisco, and uh, I'm using a different host now. It was using StopCommunism.uk, same information, uh, for quite a while. And I don't know that StopCommunism.net is even live at the moment, but uh, but it has been transferred to now. So, so, anyway, so Willie Montague uh, uh, joining us here shortly. Um, suing, again, I'm sorry, I just the visibility is low on this computer for some reason, so I'm waiting for Willie to, to join. But um, Michael Swinwood... Uh, suing the World Health Organization because it is tied into this global central banking mechanism. Really, it's a Ponzi scheme, isn't it? Um, And uh, it contradicts, uh, for instance, how the United States, anyway, uh, is and should be set up economically. Um, And I've already mentioned, uh, I've already mentioned the... uh, uh, I've already mentioned the. Um, I've already mentioned the the constitutional article, which uh, gives power to Congress to coin money. The, the economic system in the United States is a fiat system. There is no intrinsic value to the currency. Um, it is uh, it, there's no gold or silver uh, that backs Federal Reserve notes. 
this is the reality for Americans, and it's time uh, time for Americans to wake up to this. So, so anyway, so we're going to admit Dr. Willie J. Montague to to the room. It's a Zoom call, and um, Willie, can you hear me? Willie, can you hear me? Can you see me? How are you? Can you hear me? Yes, I hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, so it sounds like you you cannot hear me. Um, let's see, I can hear you. And, uh, okay. Uh, it, you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay. Let's see, there's something on my end. Uh, I can hear you if you, if you, I can hear you and I'm going to send you a text. Huh? Okay. I'm sending you a text. I can hear you. Again, I have, uh, okay. So I just sent you a text. I can hear you. Um, Oh, you can hear me? I can hear you. I can't hear you. You can't hear me. Okay. No. (laughs) All right. Uh, let me see if it's something on my. Let's see. Okay, so Doctor Montague can't hear me. I can hear him. Um, let's see. Built-in microphone, built-in output, test. Same system. Same system. Audio settings. Okay. Let's see. Okay, that worked. All right, and okay, so my speaker is working. All right, and okay. Okay. Can you hear me? Can you hear me, Willie? You still can't hear me. Okay. Uh, I can hear you. Um, test your audio. Okay, my audio is working fine. Um, and we can always do this. We can always do this on uh, on a phone on a call. You can't hear me. Okay, I uh, let me let me see if I can let me see if I can dial him in on Skype. And you know what? We'll uh, we'll we'll do we'll we'll, we'll try something interesting here. So see, yeah, yeah, I can't hear. You. Okay, all right. So let me see if I can dial you in on Skype. Okay, let's see if this works here. This will be interesting. Give me a moment. Okay. 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 You can hear me now? There we go. You can hear me now? Fantastic. Willie, uh, uh, great to have you on the show. Welcome to Discuss Your Truth. Um, I just want to reconfirm. You, You can hear me now? Yes. Okay. Fantastic. So, so Willie, um, tell listeners a little bit about yourself. Um, you're running for a Senate seat in Florida. Uh, what seat is Congress. that? What is it? Congress. Oh, congressional. Okay, congressional seat. You're running for a congressional seat. Uh, tell us about that, and uh, tell us tell us what you're where, where you at where you're currently at. You, you, uh, so, a little introduction, if you would, for uh, for listeners. Yeah, sure. So, I'm running for Congress in District Ten. Uh, which is predominantly the Orange County area for those that are aware of, or Orlando that'll help you kind of make the area. 
So uh, pretty much I'm running against Val Demings for those that know she was an impeachment manager. I also was on the BP shortlist. And so uh, my initiative is really, I believe that all politics is local. So my initiative is to really make sure that we have a strong base in the House in 2022. So I stepped back into racism uh, going into the second cycle for myself and wanting to make sure that we restore the constitutional values to our country and also biblical values. Absolutely. Wow. Okay, that's uh, that's heavy. So you're talking about a federal. You're you're running not for a state. You're running for the U.S. Congress, uh, uh, and that's uh, that's great. Uh, and you are at a convention right now. Yes, I'm actually in a training here in, in Vegas for uh, candidates to help kind of steer us forward, make sure that we have the momentum behind us to make a difference. Now, for listeners who are familiar with my program, uh, Joe Collins is uh, is he a mutual friend of yours? Okay, he's a he's a friend of mine. He, he's trying to unseat Maxine Waters in Southern California, and I'm I'm I, I push him and promote him because, uh, look, I mean, uh, you know, the, the Maxine Waters has been in been in office for in like four decades, isn't that right, Willie? Yeah, she she's been there uh, quite a long time, and it's just basically it's time for some new faces and people that actually understand the demographics of their district versus someone who. Um, lives in a mansion and is out of touch with reality. Yeah, absolutely. And it sounds like uh, term limits, right? What, what do you think of term limits? What, what's your thought on that? Um, I Actually, I was having this discussion earlier. I actually believe in term limits. I uh, necessarily don't agree with, I believe that every person that is running for office need to set their own uh, individual uh, limits. Me personally, I believe that uh, my term limit would be going alongside of the president uh, which would be that, you know, those eight years versus shortening at six. So we're making sure that those things that are accomplished are, are, are getting done in that, that same cycle as that president. Okay, that makes sense. And your um, and, and your, your doctor, Willie Montague, Jay Montague, what is your doctorate in? Uh, it's a PhD in religious studies. Fantastic. So um, I'm going to tell you something. So I, I was recently in Tulsa. And I got to share a moment with uh, General Flynn, and I, I said, "I said, General, what's the best foot forward in in America?" And he says, "He says focusing on the family. The family is uh, being uh, dis- dismembered, and it's the the greatest uh, it's the greatest threat to the country moving forward." What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, um, I, I speak often about the, uh, the 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 destruction of the nuclear family. And so family is very important because family is seen in all aspects of everything that we do, whether it's politics, uh, whether it's ministry, whether it's in schools, our family is, and I, I believe that a lot of the issues that we're seeing, especially in today's society, with what we're seeing going around us is because there is a lack of the family unit. And so I'm very big about making sure that we're restoring uh, the nuclear family, restoring uh, once again, when people can say, this is where I can go to to get my strength, my uh, encouragement, my correction, uh, so I can be become a better person, whatever area that you're going in, uh, whether it's politics or whether you're out there, you know, wanting to start a business of some kind, family. I firmly believe it takes a village to raise a child, uh, even no matter how old that child is. Now, let's get into... Um Let's get into some of the, the, the current issues that's uh, that's really facing uh, facing uh, the country, and we're talking about 
constitutional values uh, based off of, um, I mean, it's just the way it is, isn't it? It's a, it, they're based off of uh, biblical values. Um, that's what we've inherited. That's what has made this country great. Uh, it has made it prosperous. We've had great leaders that came before us and fought for our freedoms. Um, it, I want to ask you that same question. What is the greatest threat right now outside of the family nucleus? Uh, what is the greatest threat that's um, that's that's tearing away this country? That's that's uh, we're obviously in a in a in a, in a tumultuous uh, time period right now um, with with the pandemic, uh, with with this uh, global virus, with the issues of vaccine, with the issues of masks. Um, I want you to run with that and 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 give some give some some thoughts there for for listeners on how you view the current state of. Uh, I believe uh, that the greatest threat that we're facing that we're facing right now is um, the threat that we're seeing that's uh, coming down on the First Amendment, and I believe that when we're starting to attack, especially when it deals with our freedom to have a voice, if we do not have a voice, we do not have a backbone. That's what I believe because um, throughout. the the history of America going on 245 years, we have been able to really speak up when things are in error. That's what our founding fathers did. They they spoke up, they looked in the eyes of of evil and decided to create a union that would be able to make sure that the people was represented. So when you see that the people are no longer represented, you have this government that wants to come in and control and become all-knowing, all-powerful, all-seeing, I believe that the voice is missing in America, and if we can restore the voice of the people back to the people, I believe that's when the restoration will start. Uh, so I believe we have to first, one, get God back uh, into America and get back to the place where we're in prayer, we're in repentance, uh, that we're moving forward in those, again, biblical values that our founding fathers uh, set up, and then we can start getting that voice. But right now, that's to me is one of the greatest threats that I see is that they're trying to muzzle us. And, you know, I know we're in mass. To me, when I look at, I, I, I go through the airport quite often, and sometimes as I'm in the line waiting to, you know, go check my bag, and I just sit back and I just have a moment to kind of zone out and I look around and see everyone in the mass, I, it, 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 I, what I see is is muzzled. <laughs> I see like you like you, you can't see you know the eyes, the face, the you know the the joys. Like everyone is is robotic. We have lost really that, and I believe that goes back again to our First Amendment rights. And um, I believe that that's the threat that we're seeing. And it's starting off with the pandemic. COVID nineteen is uh, something that is used, but we're starting to see it way more. I'm, I'm getting uh, emails from. Uh, and messages from teachers who are saying the different things that are coming into the school systems where the superintendents and their administrators and school districts are asking them. um, These are predominantly white uh, teachers saying now they have to um, feel like they're threatened because they have to say to the students, yeah, you know, well, uh, we we are some kind of a harm to those who are minority students. And again, that goes back to the voice. And they feel like if they can't speak up, you know, they're, they're going to have retaliation. So all across the board, whether it's dealing with the race issue, whether it's dealing with the issue of COVID-19, whether it's dealing with uh, uh, the issues of the family, it all goes back again to the voice. And I believe that's the, the greatest threat to America right now. We're losing the, uh, the voice of the people. So insert, insert the advancements in technology, of course, and information being passed uh, at, a, at a rapid rate. Uh, we, we, we have recently experienced uh, a, an American sitting in the soil of office, uh, 45th president of the United States, uh, being banned from uh, Twitter. Uh, uh, do you feel that that is a, 
uh, th- that is an infringement on his constitutional right. And how do we correct that and, 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 and prevent that from happening to other, uh, other leaders or other politicians, other Americans? Um, absolutely. I, I definitely believe it was an infringement against his constitutional right. What, what, I, what I believe is, you know, when, when there are representatives such as the president, uh, members of Congress, member, uh, you know, the Senate, there are rules that they have where it comes down to they can't, you know, delete posts. They can't block people because that becomes their First Amendment right to be able to voice their opinion. So when a, a, a seated president of the United States is voicing his opinion and coming from a stance of where he said, this is what I'm saying that represents, you know, the United States of America and where you can have such a, a, a company like Twitter decide what is and what is not what they want to show because of the, the council culture. That's the issue. But when you go back again to, uh, you know, Representative Maxie Waters, who can go say that she wants to spark up and want people to go out there and be confrontational and incite violence and that she's not censored of any kind, that is also an issue. So I believe that um, our our media platforms have become biased and they mostly are biased with those who are conservative voices. So I believe, again, that is an an infringement on anyone's constitutional right when you're not able to uh, freely express your your opinions or or anything that has to deal with your, your rights as a uh, an American citizen, and 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 so the the Google whistleblower, if you're familiar with his name, Zach Voorhees, he worked at Google for I believe seven or eight years, and he worked on uh, he worked on YouTube, he worked on uh, 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 Google Earth, and some other uh, areas in 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 Google. Uh, he came across a program called Machine Learning Fairness, which uh, he said uh, objectively uh, targeted uh, conservative thinkers. And was implemented to you to, to use against the success of uh, of Donald Trump. Uh, this is what he said. He submitted uh, nine hundred plus pages to the DOJ. Uh, they didn't go anywhere with it. So then he turned it over to Project Veritas and James O'Keefe. But in your view, uh, Doctor Montague, in your view, why is it that conservatives? Uh, if if I understand what you're saying, why is it that conservatives uh, are being targeted? I believe it's, it's really just because it's uh, we see the movement of free thinkers versus those that are, uh, what I'm getting ready to say, uh, lib- liberal-minded plantation setters. And uh, what, what they're doing is they're, <laughs> they're not wanting to move off of the plantation, the Democratic plantation. And so because conservatives, to me, are actually real free thinkers and we're able to actually say what we believe and what we stand for and we really just don't, you know, shoot in the wind. I believe that that to, to others is, one, it's a threat to them, uh, to their egos, really. And then it's also just, is is emotionalism and that's really what it is. And I believe that, you know, when you go, because if I don't say what my party affiliation is and I don't say anything right. about conservatism, I just go up there and just say the outlandish things such as LeBron James can say and threaten a police officer and there's nothing, you know, done. Uh, I, I think that that shows you where we are because he's been the most outspoken and have no correction with the woke but sleep culture. So, uh, yeah, that, that, that's why I think they're targeting us. We're, we're free thinkers and they don't like it. So, you know, there's, there, you're talking about political parties and there's, there's a lot of kind of back and forth throughout the history of the United States, including 
uh, Andrew Jackson, who was uh, a Democrat, uh, and uh, he's, he's, by the way, the only president uh, out of the 46 that we've had that has left office without a federal debt, uh, Abraham Lincoln being a Republican, and then JFK, right, being, being a Democrat. So we kind of flip-flop on both sides of the spectrum. It seems that both parties uh, have, have some element of corruption, but, uh, but, but definitely, uh, it definitely it seems that the conservative-ish thinker, uh, those that want to retain those constitutional values— are being uh, are being targeted um, once elected to office what's the first thing that you will do uh, to help preserve those constitutional freedoms for for for, for Americans uh, the first thing I would like to do is, is get with other uh, like-minded individuals to really sit down to come up with a plan I believe that uh, we have seen so many individuals try to stand up and do, and it's great. They're doing great work. I'm not, I'm not saying that, but I believe now is when we have to like put aside, like, yeah, I'm I'm in Congress in in Florida. I'm in Congress in you know Arizona. It's time for us to get together uh, and say what can we do to do it? because when you go to Congress, even though you're representing your district and your state, you're still your vote counts for the entire United States of America. And so I believe that it's time for us to get together with. A, like-minded individuals, such as why we're here, you know, in this in this conference, and preserve uh, what belongs to the American people, which is our constitutional values. So that's what I first would do: is get with other like-minded individuals, see what we can do together. Have you had a chance to work with uh, Governor DeSantis? What are your thoughts on uh, Ron DeSantis? Oh, I think he's the the, the best governor in our youth. <laughs> but no, I haven't had a chance to work with him I would would love to uh, and so hopefully that'll come down the road uh, here shortly now he said to me I introduced him to uh, to, to this whistleblower Zach Voorhees and he said to me personally uh, this is back in November uh, uh, he says we he says we've got to dismantle Google so so on the tech front we've got a lot of work to do as far as upholding as you're saying that First Amendment and that freedom of speech I'm gonna I'm gonna pose a question to you it's the same question that I posed to Senator uh, Pete Sessions out of Texas and and the question that I'm gonna pose to you is this uh, regardless of Democrat or Republican uh, and the reason I'm asking this question is because of the comment that you said about and not revealing your party affiliation, uh, what difference would it make? So regardless of Democrat or Republican, you've got kind of two opposite ends of the spectrum. And we go from we look at the past 20 years of, 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 of who's been in the White House and we go from Bush for eight years and we go uh, to Obama for eight years. And, and the, the, the contrast between those two philosophies are stark. And then it's like we go even further to the other side with Trump. So he's even, he's even, I mean, in so much that, that, that even George Bush didn't, didn't support Donald Trump, right? So here you've got a guy that's uh, totally to the, to the, to the right and the other, the other side of things from, from Obama. And now we're kind of returning back to the Obama philosophies with, with Joe Biden. But here's the question, and it's a different spin. It's not a political, it's not a philosophical spin. It's, it's regardless of, this is what I asked uh, 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 Senator Sessions out of Texas. I says, regardless of politi- uh, uh, political affiliation, so whether it's Democrat or it's Republican, our federal debt continues to spiral out of control. Well, what are your comments on, on tackling the federal debt? It, it, should Americans be concerned about that? Is that a threat to, uh, to, to, to the way we live our life as Americans? Because it's not only a threat to where we are currently, but as as we hear all the time when we're speaking and you hear other people running for office or that are currently elected, 
has always mentioned that we have to look into the future. And um, I'm 33 years old. I work a lot with youth and young adults ages 7 to 25. And so when I look at them and you look at the current debt that we see in uh, America and you look at the fact that we have those who are still without jobs, we have those that are still in, you know, in, in conditions, as I always mentioned, we have look at our, uh, our national unemployment rate and you see who, who is going to be responsible for getting us out of that place of debt. That, that would not be a story I would want to tell, you know, my children and, and my grandchildren that this is what we're handing them and that everything that they're going to have to do after, uh, you know, I'm uh, of age is pretty much cover the debt that we have a government that does not know how to be fiscal, fiscally responsible. Instead, they know how to rack up debt because they want to, you know, bail us out or stimulate and really it's just full of, you know, junk. And so, um, yeah, I believe that doesn't matter, as, as you mentioned, that on both sides, there needs to be some type of um, tackling that issue and coming to a mutual agreement that we have a big debt uh, problem and we need to find out how we can uh, make sure to get that taken care of before our next generation comes up. Because otherwise than that, we're just going to be continuing to go trillions of dollars in debt. That That's just, is, yeah, we owe a lot of so we get a guy like Bill Gates. Wait, have that real fast. Say that again. Sorry. Say that again. Will. Say it again. No, no, I couldn't. It, it broke out that part. Oh, so we get we get a guy like Bill Gates. We've got we've got a we've got a, what's being told to us a global pandemic. We've got something that has a ninety eight percent survival rate. Yet the the mainstream media is pushing these masks on us and now pushing vaccines on us. We got got a guy like Bill Gates who's a computer engineer, software engineer by trade. Yet he's inserted himself into the world uh, health uh, conversation. And now we're led to believe that he knows what's best for our anatomy and for our health. Yet he's someone who's engineered a computer software. And uh, just because the money talks, uh, people are listening to him. Well, what do you say to Bill Gates saying that he wants uh, the entire population on the planet vaccinated? What do you say to that, Willie? No, <laughs> but uh, it's a it's a it's a pay to play type of thing that happens, especially with uh, the administration that we see currently. And what what I believe is taking place is that when you give people, you know, as they say, you give an inch, they you know take a mile. Yeah. So he's been he's been given that ability to have that type of voice once again about the voice that I was talking about that we needed. He's been given that ability to have that voice, and so now he feels like he has to represent the whole entire. Uh, a world and his uh, viewpoints, uh, you know, goes from, um, you know, computer, you know, like I said, engineering to now he's able to tell everyone that needs to be, you know, vaccinated. And once again, it's the powers that be that has allowed him to be able to have that kind of uh, a foothold. And we have one thing about me is that as someone that I, I believe in being a fighter, and what I say, what I mean by that is, is that we have the ability to say no if if we decide, you know, I'm not a mass. You know, I, I really don't. Uh, you, you want to wear a mask? That's great. But I'm not a, my person. I, I believe in individual responsibility. So it's your individual uh, right, your personal responsibility yeah. to determine what is right for your family, your face, your body, uh, what's going on with your life, and you do not need outside uh, sources of any kind to determine when and and where you should be vaccinated, masked. Uh, you know how far apart you need to stand. And I feel like, you know, it has gone too far. We're, we're over a year with this COVID-19. Right. And, uh, you know, it was, 
yo, going from two weeks to, you know, 30 days to give it three months and we'll be back here now, here over a year now. Uh, what we're seeing is, you know, wear two masks, you know, wear three masks, do this, say that, don't do now, you know, stand three feet, only be six feet. And so what it's becoming is, is like no one, none of those people that have all this power and money actually knows what they're doing. Instead, they're using us as puppets and, and you know, uh, experiments. And then we're here like, what, what do we do next? And everybody's like down everybody's throat because they want you to wear a mask because, you know, they're wearing a mask or they want you to sit behind them or don't stand close to them. And uh, so Bill Gates is one of those uh, those individuals that have been given too much power. And I believe that, you know, if you just if they stop giving him the power, then he'll go silent. Yeah. So then you got you got a guy like Klaus Schwab. Right. I mean, there's there's a lot of dynamics going on that is very that are very unsettling in America today. We've got the whole race racial thing going where people like you're saying Maxine Waters and LeBron James. From if you're standing back, you're saying, "Hey, right." I mean, their voices make a lot of sense because we're all kind of, you know, we're talking about racial racial justice. But then we got we got a guy like George Soros that we're that we're we're finding is actually throwing money at these grassroots organizations like BLM, and is he doing it purposefully to incite this type of disturbance in America, weakening? Things like we're talking about the family structure, these communities making them more susceptible for this type of infiltration. I mean, talk about like Portland, Oregon and Ted Wheeler and this this mayor and, and even de Blasio. And they're you know, they're not standing up for the history and, and, and the things that have make made the country great. We're going to take that. But then we also look at Klaus Schwab because both of those men tie right into the World Economic Forum Davos and Klaus Schwab saying, hey, this is an opportune time for something like the Great Reset, which means digitizing uh, digitizing uh, the, the, the monetary uh, currencies globally. So what do you see happening on a global scale? How does it tie into this to this corona, coronavirus uh, COVID-19 pandemic in your view? Um, well, globally, what I see is, uh, well, this global pandemic that spread, what I believe is taking place is, again, as you know, you mentioned about, I've heard people say about this this reset. I've heard people, uh, as you mentioned about what's going on with George Soros and, and funding BLM, but you'll see that you're not just seeing that in America. I've, I've seen that, you know, across, you know, the, the globe with this. So what I believe is taking place is that it is to, once again, you know, as they say, history repeats itself. I believe that these are people who have the money to be able to cause divide. And I firmly believe that some individuals really think that they are helping with the process of, uh, uh, of, of selection of, um, let the, uh, what is, let the, the, the strongest one survive, you know, mm-hmm. that, you know, who, who can survive this, who can make it past this. And that's what I think they're playing. Again, they're, they're playing with people's lives because they have the money and the, and the back can do so. And then of course, if you can, again, pay individuals to go and incite violence, then that's what they're going to do. Um, you can go and get them to talk about, you know, race and spread that. That's what they're going to do. You know, if you can get them to go and, and continue on and carry on this whole thing about the, the global pandemic, that's what they're going to do. And I believe that these are individuals who are really not, um, they're not for people. They're for themselves and whatever corporation is that they represent. Dr. Montague, do you feel that the 2020 election was rigged or do you think that the numbers that were fed that Biden got 80 million votes and Trump got 75 do you think those are accurate what do you think about the the election 2020 that we just experienced oh absolutely not <laughs> i don't believe that. Mm-hmm. The, by 
Biden couldn't even couldn't even get ten people to show up at a rally. I I don't believe that he had eighty million votes. What I believe I believe that there was definitely some some election uh, uh, irregularities that took place, and I believe that we need to go back and start looking at our election. Uh, and have you know voter integrity. We need to make sure election integrity, and make sure we look at how we've been doing it. And uh, I don't believe this is the first time stuff like this has happened. Of course not. I believe that this was um, a great exposure, and I believe through this election dealing with President Trump that we was able to see what really has gone on uh, probably for some years now. And so I believe that yeah, it, it definitely was some things that took place, and I do believe that um, it, there's some investigations still taking place. We're seeing that all across. Um, you know, the United States with other states that are finally stepping up and looking at things, investigating, uh, as we see that what they're doing, I believe, in Arizona. And so uh, we just have to start, you know, looking and paying attention. What I personally say about that is, is that we need to start looking at how we can hold each uh, lo- our local supervisor elections accountable for what they do when it comes down to poll watchers. Um, because your team go in and be able to watch the process. So I believe we need to look at the process again. I believe we need to look at how we've been doing. We have enough time. We have enough time between now and 2022 to really uh, get some things fixed. Uh, Florida wasn't as bad, but there are other states, of course, that are bad that we need to have fixed before the next presidential election. Well, uh, actually, before the next midterm, yeah, which so, is in 2022. So we, need, we, we don't have much time. So, so we've got we've got now a hot topic from from DeSantis. Uh, again, we're kind of coming back to Florida. Uh, DeSantis saying he's opposed to vaccine passports, but what seems to be it, it, what seems to be an interesting thing here is that people are willing to put on a face mask to enter a Publix or a supermarket, even though it's not a law; it's simply a mandate, and they're 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 willing to put on a face mask. And what we're seeing now since Biden administration has moved into D.C. is that people are even willing to be vaccinated. Uh, and you've got you've got one of the most conservative, if you will, uh, leaders in the country uh, heading the state of Florida and, and Ron DeSantis saying, wait, no, no, I, I'm, I'm opposed to vaccine passports. What do you say, uh, Willie, what do you say to vaccinations and what do you say in regards to vaccine passports in order to travel? What's your thought on those and opinions on that? Yeah, so when it comes down to the vaccinations, I personally am not going to get vaccinated. Uh, I, I'm going back again to the individual responsibility. I am for medical freedom. So I believe, again, it is it is your choice. It is your responsibility for your body and for your family and for your children, for that matter, when it comes down to vaccinations. When I say about the you know vaccine passports, I'm absolutely agree with uh, Governor DeSantis that you know we, we do not need those to travel. See, listen, if if we're going to go to uh, if I'm going to travel to Arizona, I shouldn't have to have something that determines whether or not, based off of these CDC regulations, whether or not I can get on a plane because I've had a shot of something that I do not agree with should go into my body. And this is this is what we're coming to. You know, in the United States where we're forcing what, what I don't like is that they're using uh, like I saw a video here in, uh, in Orange County where the mayor had like young adults get up there to kind to a, a, a peace college age of getting the vaccination. And that's the stuff that we're seeing. We're seeing your know, movie stars and political figures get up there to make it like this. Is just it's just just do it. And um, again, it's the power. You know, we learned this in, in school about peer pressure. And so that's all it is. It's like, it's like, yeah, you know, they're getting, I'm, I'm hearing pastors that are using the pulpit 
to have them get up and say, yeah, everyone in here needs to go get a, you know, a, a vaccine. You know, we, we got to go do this. And I believe that, you know, we're, we're really losing it. We're losing the power to be able to stand uh, and have some kind of backbone and spine to be able to say no. Because, you know, the, 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 as I said, you mentioned about the recovery rate. We look at the statistics. We look at all these different numbers out there. The stuff, the math and everything just, just doesn't line up. And so we just... We need them to go back to the drawing board and stop trying to force it down us to you know be able to travel here and there with a, a passport or travel there with you know with a, a vaccine card or going there and and I, you know, I'm going to pretty soon that's what it's going to be you know what, what I'm gonna have to have a stamp before I get on a plane and I think that's just very uncomfortable to make someone go through as an individual that should be able to make my own decisions about my own body so I agree with Governor DeSantis 100. percent Let's take um, something called ID2020, and that is funded by the Rockefeller Foundation, and it's also funded by the Gates Foundation. ID2020 is essentially in line, theoretically, with uh, something called a quantum tattoo. So it's, 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 it's putting an identification mark on either inside someone's uh, wrist uh, via uh, uh, via a capsule, or it's putting a, a, a digitized tattoo. And with that, people can make payments. Uh, they can log all their health information on, of that, on that. Is it possible that Bill Gates, a computer engineer, uh, whose family is tied to eugenics, you, you were talking about survival of the fittest, is it possible that Bill Gates is simply interested in global health because he is perhaps profiting on the back end of things. What do you think about that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. As I mentioned before, anyone like himself, and as you mentioned, George Soros, anytime you can be able to herd people uh, into the direction you want them to go, uh, you can guarantee there's some kind of profitability behind closed doors. And so, uh, you know, yeah, I I definitely do believe, especially I'm, I'm not getting any type of, of uh, a barcode on my arm or any injection, uh, I just it has to come to a point where we just have to just say no. And so, um, you know, I'm already at that point. I, I, I didn't even do some of the updates for my iPhone because they want you to be able to have whatever the medical thing in there to be able to, to determine whether there is some, you know, person that's COVID-19 exposure around you and whether you were tested so people around you can determine, you know, we're not going to do, I mean, that's almost the same, same type of system that they use when they determine whether or not there is a sex offender in your neighborhood. Have we gotten to that place where that, that is what we're trying to, you know, spark in the hearts of people? It's like, hey, down the street, there's someone with COVID-19. You know, that that's, no, it, it has to come to a point where we have to say no. This is amazing. A, a wonderful, uh, uh, Dr. Montague, I appreciate you taking your time and, and joining Discussion of Truth. I want to get some, some closing comments from you, from listeners, uh, and it really has to do with, uh, 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 the best foot forward again. Uh, 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 once you get to Congress, it, we'll be relying on you to to uphold our standards, uphold our Constitution, uphold our conservative thoughts. And, and again, I try not to take sides politically, but uh, but certainly I, I don't, I'm not going to stand by and and allow our cities to burn and uh, mandatory vaccinations to come down and then our guns to be taken away. So there's certain things that I stand up for. Um, it doesn't mean that uh, that that I'm not a, an American patriot because I certainly am. What, what I do remind listeners is that neither one of these political parties existed in 1776. So it's more about American constitutional values for me than anything else. But some closing comments from you, uh, Dr. Mont- Dr. Montague. How do we, how do we move, move forward best? Where can people find you? And, uh, and, and just some, some, some overall words from you, sir. Yeah, sure. So what I believe we do moving forward is 
we have to begin to start uniting. As I mentioned before, there are other um, individuals who are out there, whether they're running for office as myself or they're just simply tired and they're ready for a change. And I believe that anyone who is listening needs to start getting into your neighborhoods and start finding those neighbors, those teachers, uh, the pastors that are that have this same mindset and start having these town hall meetings and start finding a way that you can get in your community, um, getting this information into your community, start building up your community, start, let's get back to the, the you know, the, the foundational principles and let's start teaching our children um, the way to do things, start teaching our young men how to tie ties and put on belts. Let's start uh, teaching, I always say, teaching the young women how to adorn themselves. Let's start uh, learning about gardening skills and getting back to some of the things that taught life skills and principles. And that's the first thing that I would say on that area. When it comes uh, with me, you can personally uh, go to teamwilly.com. That's teamwilly.com. You can uh, go and see some of the things that uh, I stand on, uh, my contact information, my social media uh, platforms are there that you can go and take uh, take a look out and, and see. Uh, uh, we're 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 fighting a good fight in Florida. Uh, as I said, I, I go to different states and different counties within Florida to just share the message one uh, of, uh, of of freedom and hope that people realize that you know this is not the end for us. And uh, if there's other people that have that same heart that I'm sharing about being a fighter and really standing. Um, on constitutional principles, we can do this. This is going to be a change for America. And it's going to, at the end of the day, as you mentioned about different parties did not exist uh, during that time of 1776. So we have to get back to whether you love uh, freedom or not. That's really what it what it comes to. Are you are you truly for America or are you not? And that's really what it's going to bore to. It's, it's good versus evil. And uh, we can put party aside, but are you really going to stand on the right side of history? And that's where I want to be, on the side of history where we're going to stand up and be the patriots that we have been born to be and not fall to the system of uh, of tyranny. Well said, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Willie J. Montague uh, running for uh, Florida congressional seat. Uh, Dr. Montague, thank you for taking your time to join us on Discuss Your Truth. And I look forward to inviting you back on the program, sir. Thank you, and have a great one. So there we have uh, Dr. Montague. uh, And uh, again, folks, it's not about a left versus right. It's not about liberalism versus conservatism. This is about the United States Constitution. This is about the core values of freedom of speech, of freedom of religion, of freedom of press, all of those things are being infringed upon and being destroyed and taken from us as we speak, and in the name of a global pandemic on so many different levels, with a 98% survival rate, there is no reason for anyone to be walking into their local grocery store wearing a mask, and certainly there is no reason for a mandation of vaccination that has not been approved by the FDA, and is simply nothing more than a preventative angle, whereas you don't even know what's inside the vaccination. So you're talking about your own personal vessel, your own personal being, uh, your own personal anatomy. It's like a consuming food. It's like being forced fed something. I was exposed to this in Miami Beach in 2016, where I was force fed, if you will, a neurotoxin called Nalid. I had no choice. I had to breathe this stuff. I had a choice to leave town. Sure, I did. Uh, but, uh, but a pregnant woman, a child inside of a fetus, 
does does not have a choice. The child where that where that where the mother breathes in the neurotoxin, it enters her blood brain barrier, but it also enters a bloodstream breaking her child's blood brain barrier, and that infant has no choice. Uh, that infant infant is therefore uh, being born perhaps with uh, a deformed brain, otherwise known as a microcephaly, uh, and so. Folks, if you're listening to this and this resides to you, and you, it resides, if it if it makes sense to you, resonates with you, uh, please do share it uh, and get your your own personal voice out there, uh, because now is the time. Now is the time to speak up for 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 what you feel is right, for for your own freedoms, and uh, there's no other way to change this except for your voice. Uh, I am Ian Trachier for Discuss Your Truth. I thank uh, Dr. Montague for joining me. Uh, and you can find more about what I do at iantrotier.com, I-N-T-R-O-T-T-I-E-R.com. Uh, and until next time, folks, be awesome.